This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. Health leaders are calling it the most disruptive strike in NHS history. We're in the midst of 96 hours of industrial action from junior doctors, and some have had to return to work in a struggling hospital due to staff shortages. The British Medical Association, the trade union and professional body for doctors in the UK, is asking for a 35% pay rise something the government says is unreasonable. Health Secretary Steve Barclay also said the timing of the strike was regrettable. Clearly a demand of 35%, which would involve some junior doctors receiving over £20,000 more in terms of their basic pay, is not reasonable to your viewers, to those who have to balance the wider issues of the economy and getting inflation down. The BMA claims that junior doctors in England have seen a 26% real terms pay cut since 2008 because pay rises have been below inflation. As a result of the current action being taken, it's estimated that around 350,000 appointments and operations have had to be rescheduled. Here are some of the views of those who have been protesting outside St Thomas's Hospital in London. It does feel awful that we were brought to this point that we have to strike again. And it was entirely avoidable. I had an appointment cancelled for my cancer checkup, lymphoma. And although I'm not uh, badly ill at the moment, uh, you know, it's always a setback. It's been postponed until early May. But I think that the uh, issue of pay for the doctors, for the nurses, for all the health workers and other services just, is just so crucial. I'm supporting these guys. Joining me now is Daniel Keane, the Evening Standards health reporter. Daniel, it's been described as the most disruptive NHS strike in history. Is it? Yes, I think, uh, unfortunately, it is by far. And there's a few different reasons for that. The first of which is the length of the strikes was 96 hours from Tuesday 7am until Saturday morning. And secondly, this time around, unlike the nursing strikes, there are no derogations. So junior doctors have walked out uh, in every ward from A&E, to cancer care, there are no exemptions. Every every level 
the NHS is understaffed this week. Some hospitals are struggling to cope, aren't they? What are some of the reports you've been hearing? Sure. So this morning we had the first derogation from the British Medical Association where they said that junior doctors could leave the picket line and go back to work at Western General Hospital, which is in Western Supermare. Now, this would have happened because essentially the hospital won't have been able to fill rotors to a safe level. And what happens well, when they can't do that is they have to go back to the union and request that doctors come off the picket line and return to work, essentially. And, and, and that's exactly what happened. I believe it was only seven doctors that came off the picket line. So not a huge number, but it's certainly a pattern that we could see repeated in the coming days. There were warnings from various different NHS leaders this morning that cover was quite fragile for the coming days. A lot of consultants but Easter holidays and their annual leave has been changed or they've had to to scrap it because of these strikes. And it's definitely a possibility that we could see doctors coming off the picket line in, in London or in other trusts. What's the advice to the public during this time? So the advice to the public is, is clear, a little bit like with the previous strikes. You should only go to A&E if you're in a life-threatening condition. That's what they call life or limb, if you really think you're in danger of, of death, really. And if you have a more minor conditions, then you should contact NHS 111 or your GP. And this is to prevent hospitals becoming overwhelmed. And what we saw during the last junior doctor's strike is a lack of publicity. A lot of the public actually ended up going to A&E with minor conditions and hospitals are really under quite a lot of pressure. So what trusts want to do this time is communicate to people and say, listen, really should be staying away from A&E unless you feel gravely ill. It's a 96-hour strike. So when does this officially end and how long could this have a knock-on effect for? So this will end at 7am on Saturday morning, but we'll see the disruption last for weeks. And that's what Professor Sistine Powis was saying yesterday. Uh, He's the head of the NHS, essentially. And his message was that, yeah, we, we will be looking at disruption lasting weeks if not months as hospitals struggle to sort of get to grips with the elective backlog um, we're looking at 300,000 operations or procedures having to be uh, rescheduled as a result of this so as you can imagine that's going to take a really long time to recover from at a time when the NHS already has over 7 million people in on, on the backlog so this is a hugely disruptive strike that will a long time to recover from. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more from our health reporter, Daniel Keane, on whether or not this dispute could be resolved anytime soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. 
Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is the Evening Standards health reporter, Daniel Keane. Let's get into the actual details of this dispute now. What are junior doctors asking for? Absolutely. So the claim made by the British Medical Association is that junior doctors have suffered a 26% fall in income since 2008. So they've seen their pay eroded over this time. And what they're seeking is something called pay restoration. So they believe that their pay should rise by 35% to combat fall in income. Now, that's a figure that a lot of people understandably might might gawp at and say, wow, that's a huge amount of money. But um, their claim is that when you look at sort of RPI inflation, that it, it, it's gone up 58% since 2008, and their pay in cash terms has only risen by 16%. So there's obviously a huge disparity between those two numbers. And um, that's what the BMA is trying to fix. They're saying that junior doctors, particularly those who are in their first or second year of training, are really struggling to pay bills, rent, and generally just struggling with the rising cost of living. What are some of the personal stories you've been hearing from junior doctors? I think this is a really uh, emotional dispute. Um, junior doctors feel really, really exhausted and demoralised, particularly after the COVID pandemic, which has kind of cast quite a long shadow over this strike. A lot of them were, were, were driven to, to, to the brink, really. And since the pandemic, the NHS has never really recovered kind of in earnest. There's a huge elective backlog and also very long waits in A&E. staffing shortages. So a lot of the stories I hear from doctors are being unable to kind of practice the medicine that they've been trained to practice and that they want to practice. And if you can't give a patient the care that you feel they deserve, then then that is a a demoralizing and, and testing experience. And that's the consistent theme when I speak to junior doctors is um a sense of of burnout and of of desperation. 35% is what the BMA are asking for. It seems like quite a big figure. What has the government said about this? The government have been very clear that that is an unreasonable pay expectation. And I think certainly compared to the pay settlements we've seen with other unions, including NHS unions, it is quite a high figure. We know that the nursing and paramedic unions representing nurses and paramedics settles for a deal at about 5% plus a one-off payment of about £1,500. So where the doctors are at, they're in a significantly different place. However, what the BMA have stressed in the past few days is that this 35% figure is not something that has to be paid necessarily in a kind of one-off, you know, yearly increase. It could be spread over a number of years. It's highly unlikely were they to enter negotiations that the government would agree to that figure, even across a five-year period. So what NHS leaders and I imagine the public really want to see now is both sides get in a room and try to find an acceptable figure and try to find an acceptable compromise. And unfortunately, that's just not what is happening at the moment. And finally, can you see this dispute getting resolved anytime soon? Unfortunately, I don't. I think we have a few months left to go in this. The government would be, will, will be hoping that public support for the strikes starts in over time. I think what we could see is a similar sort of process play out than, than, than what happened with nurses and paramedics, where there was several strikes, each of them sort of progressively more disruptive before both sides eventually kind of end up at the table 
The difference this time is that the BMA's demand is significantly higher. They have a stronger, an even stronger mandate among their members. And just from kind of anecdotally speaking to, to junior doctors, they are really, really energized in this dispute and they are willing to go kind of on strike again and again and again until they get pay restoration. So unfortunately, I don't really see a way through this in the near future. But the hope is that perhaps both sides could could get ACAS involved, which is the independent conciliation service. And they might help to broker talks. Anything at this point is, is better than the current deadlock. You can find out more about the junior doctor strike on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.